Who's ready for Christmas? Anybody? Yes. How many days till Christmas? How many days? Eight. Eight days. Man, that's not very long. It's coming quick. Yes, I love that. I love that song. Um, we're wrapping up our our song series. Um, thank you, Justin. Was this your idea? I think so. So yeah, it's been a great series. Um, this is the last Christmas song. And I know it's a little bit unusual. Have anybody, has anybody heard that song before? Oh, yeah. We got a, a couple. Yes. A couple of you haven't heard that song. It's, it's my favorite Christmas song, actually, ever. So I, That's why I chose it. And I can't remember a Christmas that we didn't play it before the kids got up. Oh, you crank it up. Yeah. We crank it up for the kids to get up. This song. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. I have it somewhere. I love but when I listen to that song, I, I, asked, I gave you the assignment last week. Uh, that makes me think of God's generosity, that big pile of presents. Yeah. Uh, he just loves to give us good, good gifts. Every good and perfect gift comes from the, our Father. All right. Yes. It's one of my favorite songs, like I just said. Um, Rich Mullins. Who, who knows Rich Mullins a little bit? Some of you guys. Yes. Interesting guy. I have a, I have a record at home somewhere. Yeah. No, I, I think I can I have so it. much Christmas music, I have to have it. You have to. Yeah, yeah. I have to have it. <laughs> but the video alone, I must say, brought back a lot of childhood memories. And that's, you know, just the tree alone, the decorations, and yes. just the... Yeah. Just the scenery. I wanted to ask you guys. That's, thanks for bringing it up. What, yeah, what does that video, what did that stir up in you? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of my childhood. Yeah. yeah. It was like the tree of the 80s, I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, I, I would. 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 I think you're right. The trees that way? Oh, some yeah, of those trees. Yeah, Chuck thinks 50s. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I would, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, I was like, wow, that's like childhood. Yes. Nostalgic. Chuck might be on to something because um, Rich Mullins was. He was born in 1955. Okay. Oh, well. So, and I don't know if this is actual authentic family. It could be. It could be. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't so, recognize anybody. You know, he would have been four or five years older then, so that would make, yeah, six Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was like, wow. Isn't yeah. that, a, yeah, just a no. neat throwback. Yeah. yeah. Millimeter projector, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> but back when I was, in my early 20s, that was a while ago. Yeah. Chuck, do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember you. Do you maybe. remember me when I was in my 20s? I remember probably a little before that. Yes. Oh. Back at Highview. I remember before you two got married. That's true. <laughs> that was a while ago. <laughs> that was a while. 30 years ago, Chuck. Yes. But that, um, when I was early 20s, I was... I, Started to have a real relationship with Jesus. I was I went to church all my life, but started to have this real conversation with Jesus. And Rich was a big part of my life in that time. We I would I like music, 
and started listening to his, his music. He struck a chord with me because he was he sounded different than and he 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 wanted us to experience uh, Jesus and not just not just in a cerebral way or maybe just a, a ritual way. And uh, he was a little bit of a rebel, um, but s- some of those creative types like Dave are. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> like he's, Dave. he's being creative. Yes. Sadly, sadly, when he was 40, or I think he was 41, he was in a car accident. He wrecked his Jeep. Uh, didn't have a seatbelt on. Um, probably part of that rebelness in him. And he passed away. But... Um, and another thing that's interesting about him that I read this week, that he never, he never took a salary. Like he had a, 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 a trust or something that any money that he made went into a trust, and he just took an allowance. So at the end of his life, he didn't know what he owned. He didn't know how much he owned. And I thought, that's interesting way to live. You know, to just take what you need. Because he, he didn't want to get caught up in all the trappings of success and, and, and the world. Yeah, interesting. And he, he had a big heart for the Na- the Indian Navajos or Indian people. Yeah, because he was born out in the Midwest. So, yeah. But just to get give you a little bit more of a, uh, a taste of what he's like, um, we don't get to, a lot of times, go back and listen to um, someone in the 1700s speak. But... I pulled up a video of him in it's his last concert, or not his last concert, he, was, he died in 1997. This is the, a concert that last year. So you get to hear his part a little bit. Um, but Lisa, would you play that for him? <coughs> well, this is uh, yet another prayer song. Sometimes I, I find it hard to pray, and maybe that's why I've written so many prayer songs, is because it's easier if you sing sometimes. And uh, God may find it more entertaining than if you just say it, too. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, right. Except that I'm just not really all that sure that God is all that concerned about being entertained. And that strikes up, but that's just a, a human thing. Sometimes, you know, you try to pray, you try to impress God with all the right words. and I just don't think it's an easy thing to impress God Almighty. If you know what I mean. It's, and here's the thing that I think we often forget is that we don't have to impress Him. Because He's already knocked out about you. He already loves you more than you can imagine. I remember reading a thing that Picasso once said. I, I like to read what famous artists have to say because I can barely, I'm barely able to look at their paintings without going into a coma trying to figure out what it's about. But he said this one thing that I really did like. He said uh, that uh, good taste was the enemy of great art, which I think is very, very true. Good taste has all to do with being cultured and being refined. And if art has to do with anything, it has to do with being human. And one of the reasons I love the Bible is because the the humans in the Bible are not very refined. 
they're uh, pretty goofy. You want to know the whole truth about it? I remember when I was a kid and people would always say, uh, you know, because I was one of those typical depressed adolescent types. I wrote poetry and stuff. It's how morose I was as a kid. And people would go around saying, oh, cheer up, man, because God loves you. And I'd always say, big deal. God loves everybody. That don't make me special. That just proves that God ain't got no taste. <laughs> And I don't think he does. Thank God. Because God takes the junk of our lives. And he makes the greatest art in the world out of it. And if he was cultured, if he was as civilized as most Christian people wish he was, he would be useless to Christianity. But God is a wild man. of your life you encounter him. But let me warn you, you need to hang on for dear life. Or let go for dear life. Maybe it's better. And uh, this is a prayer for you and you're welcome to sing it.
guys recognize that song? Yeah. 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 We used to sing that years ago. Yes, yes, so good. So that the title of that is Step Step by Step. 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 He became close friends with Brendan Manning, who wrote Ragamuffin. Oh, okay. And like identified with him because he struggled. Rich struggled with some issues his whole life, like alcoholism, right. depression. And, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I feel like uh, I was watching that video, listening to him. Like they, they had an up close, and you could see his expressions, and you could see some of the pain and struggle that even was on his face. Yeah. And I thought, wow, I feel like he would come to living faith. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like he can fit in right with us. Like, I, I say that as a, I say that as a compliment. Um, and just, I love how, like, he's he's not just an artist. Like, he's a songwriter. He's a musician. Um, kind of like in the midst of living faith, we have some songwriters, we have some musicians. That I love when they write their own. Like, you're writing, Ken, and you wrote a, a prayer song for us last week. And Dave, you write one every week. I think that's really special. I got some other ones in the works. And just keep them coming. Yes, thank you. But how many, how many churches have that privilege to have people that are sharing their own, their own prayer songs with us? We're, we're blessed to have that. Um, okay, I gave you an assignment last week. I gave you an assignment. Yes. Um, you better wake up, Chuck. <laughs> but this is an easy assignment. Even if you didn't do any homework, Matt and Abby, even if you weren't here last week, it's a super easy assignment. Just, this, is, this song reminds me of God's generosity. So what's a way that God's been generous? Uh, or you've seen his generosity? Um, maybe there's a verse. We sang a song, uh, the little drummer boy, the gift I bring, like God gives gifts that way. Um, even in the midst, I, a verse, and, and I want you guys to share, I'm not going to share all this, but that verse that says, um, consider, or, um, glasses. Is it, is it Ephesians? No? It's the one, I don't think I gave it to you, Lisa. Um, Consider purity when you face trials of all types. Um, that whole passage, like even in the midst of that, um, God gives us a, gives us gifts. So we've been we've. I'll open it, open it up to you guys. Whatever. Uh, where have you seen God's generosity in your life recently? Share with me. Well, I mean, here's a little thing. I went and saw a miracle of Christmas, and there was a scene where. You know, the baby is born, and then you have uh, the angel of darkness coming down to attack Jesus, and the angel of light, Gabriel, coming, and he shoots the sparks out of the the sword, and then, of course, the angel of darkness flips away. Well, there was this this little child, wow, this appreciative, you know, a genuineness of wonder and awe at this scene that it's like as we get older we we kind of lose that that wonder and awe 
And it just, it, it's an amazing thing to hear, you know. It reminds us when we are children, when we have that wonder and awe. And why, you know, Jesus says, you know, be as children. I think being here this morning with you guys is already, Christmas has already started. Like, yes. we don't have to wait for one day. This has been a great gift. But my recent one is, um, there were so many, I could say yesterday, the day before, but God's always working, even in the hard times. And Bob and I are officially empty nesters as of last night. <laughs> um, but that's not my gift part. <laughs> we are excited about the new gifts of what's to come in the future, and we actually... You guys can probably say, like, we still feel very much involved, and we're in a, we're in a, been in a different role since they've all been in their 20s anyway. Um, so it's just that next step, and we're excited for the new season, but I, I should declare a new season that we're in. But the gift was recently, um, that really came to mind, Moms in Prayer, we had a gathering, and um, it's an organization been involved with since Luke started school. And so I learned to pray scripture through that organization. And knowing that when you pray a scripture passage for your children, you know it's going to come true. You'll know when, but it's God's will because it's his words, and it's what he is asking of us. And so you know when you ask according to his will that he will um, answer that prayer. So we've been praying that way for 25 years. Uh, well, next 20, maybe 23 years. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> 22. So... Um, but just to sit there among the, the younger moms came, they were just starting out, and I got to pray with a mom that had like elementary kids, and all the way up to me, and I'm the oldie there to show yeah. up, and we're like, and Patty, back in 1997. So it's just to see that the gift of God keeps raising up moms to pray, and um, just that he's so faithful to answer those prayer scripture, not that we don't pray for them to pass the test, but the, the real prayers are the yeah. scripture, and so just to see his faithfulness in that, mm. reflect on what he can do as we trust him. Yeah. Awesome. Patty, empty nesters not including the alpacas. <laughs> oh, oh. we got things to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Good point, Dave. They, they get married and take off. That's very <laughs> yeah. People are That's saying right. it like it's doomsday. We're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dear. We'll cry later. Yes. Give me, give me some more. Is there something here? Well, I don't know if I've still learned that lesson yet, but when we talked about the Amazing Grace song, um, that story from my uncle, you live for free, or I live for yes. free. You know, that's a good lesson to learn. But like when, when you were talking about how Rich chose to live, like he really typified that. Like he right. was like, he lived for free. Mm -hmm. He went and did concerts. He told his accountant, don't tell me how much I earned. And he, he explicitly said it's easier to give it away if I don't know how much there is. Wow. And uh, it's just to remember that, like, I don't own the things I have, mm -hmm. and I don't owe the things that I think I owe. Yeah. I, I live for free. Mm -hmm. And it's, I can be free to receive and free to give. And that's whether it's my finances, the things I own, but it's also just me. It's yeah. my time. It's my yeah. care, my emotions. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's amazing to realize that. Even just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like maybe five years from now, I'll understand it even better and live it a little bit better. But mm -hmm. that's the way Jesus lived. Mm -hmm. It's a different economy than, yeah. than what we're used to. 
just call your accountant and make sure you ask them if you got enough for pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, just, uh, I got weird positive feedback this week. It goes back to that situation of it's the Lord's, it's the Lord's, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. So my daughter Emily uh, is dabbling in preaching at their church in Philadelphia. <laughs> and so this last Sunday was the second time she preached. And, of course, you know how it is when you share attempted to use illustrations of people in your family. Oh, no! Cheryl and I have always had a pact that I would never use her unless she knew about it and it was positive. Yeah. You know, because there's no worth in an illustration <laughs> you know, to degrade your, your spouse in any way. Yes. But Emily recounted in her sermon uh, the time that she wrecked the car on ice and called me. And my response to her, which I can't take credit for at the time now, yeah. but my response to her was, it's the Lord's car, it's the Lord's money, yes. okay, I mean, you know, in other words, right. and it's like, wow, it was, it was a gift to me yes. to be reminded that the Lord had been working at that mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we can all remember our failures pretty easy, yeah. but sometimes it's great when the Lord reminds us about a time He worked in our life, mm -hmm. and we can see it, and yeah. we can know it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a good Some connections are weird, though. I had hair just a little bit longer than Rich Mullins <coughs> and was asked to teach a Sunday school class in a church and then taken before the elders and told I couldn't teach it because of my long hair. Oh, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> so it was, that, it was that era. Yeah. It was that era when the rebels had longer hair and, yeah. and whatever, you know. But, but even that was an interesting reminder of the way the Lord worked since yeah. those days. Yes. You know, Moses, so that was a gift too. That's a gift. And while I'm on gifting, uh, David sang about me this morning. The Lord worked on my heart and healing the stitches. Yeah. Was that in the song? Yeah. Was that in the song, David? Which, which spoke yeah, yeah, he heals my heart and he heals my heart and dissolves the stitches. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Good. Yeah. Yes. What a, what a, see? He's John. Thanks, Park. I love hearing that. Um, as I've been, as I've been thinking about the generosity of God, um, our daughter Faith, I'm a, I'm a Toyota guy. You guys probably know I, I've had like multiple Toyotas. It's got to be Toyota, uh, 300,000 miles, trucks and stuff. Um, Faith, our daughter Faith, she happened to get a Subaru. And I'm like, Subaru? I thought I trained you better than this. But. It, see? Difference, yeah. The thing is, though, it's a nice car. Like, they're pretty good cars. Yeah. Okay, so, so it's a little bit of a shift in my, my thinking. <laughs> and in fact, now, when I'm driving down the road, you know how it is. I see Subarus everywhere. I didn't see them before. You know, I always saw was Toyotas. Before. So now I see... The Subarus. And as I've been reading, like doing the daily bread, I've been seeing the generosity of God, like all over. Like, it, it blows your mind. Like, he's just such a giver. Um, just this week, what was, uh, Lisa, bring this one up. This, is, this, is, this is, was an easy one. Um, Matthew eleven twenty eight. You guys know what this one is? We read it this week. Pardon? No, no, I have the other two pulled up. Oh, that's right. Don't even, don't even worry. I'll just, I'll just say it. 
Uh, that's the one. Come to me, you who are weary, and I will give you rest. He's the only person that can really do that, right? Give you. He's a giver. Give you rest. Um, John 3.16. John 3.16. This one we know, and this is a Christmas verse, doesn't it? He gave. He gave. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Right there. He gave. Sometimes I think about that as the adult Jesus crucified on the cross. Um, but he had to start somewhere. Right? So there, there's the word gave again. Um, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. You guys know this one. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. There it is again. He just can't stop. It's part of his nature. He just has to keep giving and giving and giving. Um, yeah. Anything else? Another verse. Any other verses on that you that pop into your head that have that generosity theme or
Thanks, Kate. Yeah, it's it's everywhere. I'm just going to challenge you to to, to, to read and not find it. <laughs> it's all through. Yeah. Good luck. Yes. Um, can I ask this question too? This just popped into my head because sometimes um, when you've gone through, I feel like our church is really special. Um, we have people that have gone through some stuff. I mean, Matt, you, you're going through stuff. Um, Chuck, you've been through stuff. Park just came through something. Dave, you've been through stuff. Steve, Jerry, like Ken, like Lisa. Like, I can name every single one of them. We've been through, Greg and Aaron, you guys have been through some stuff. Kate, Patty, like we have all been through stuff, like difficult stuff. Yet what is it about when you go through like some deep stuff like that, that God still brings this, he shows that he's still generous. He still gives us like these, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like he still gives us those, that peace or the joy. Or it has a lot to do with identity. Explain that to you. Holy Spirit communicates to me, I can speak for myself, that my identity is not in that stuff. It's not in, it wasn't in when I was going through chemotherapy. Yeah. It wasn't in bullies' opinions of me. It wasn't in I stubbed my toe on the way here or whatever. His, what he says about me is outside of and transcendent of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what I choose to focus on. Wow. That's good. I think when I go through stuff, I am more aware of his generosity <coughs> because I call on him more. Mm-hmm. And I know how much I need him. Mm-hmm. And he might not do what I think I want, mm-hmm. but he does what's best for me. Yeah. And I'm very thankful. And I just want to mention um, one of the biggest things in my life is getting to be Chuck's wife. Aww. Aww. I'm just <laughs> amazed every day. And, and now I'm like, we're getting old and I'm like, look, look don't let him die. Don't
that answer. Like he mm. didn't speak it out loud, but yeah. it was like boom. Oh, he's gonna fix it now. <laughs> and I know how he's gonna fix it. I called my mom and I told her, and she said, "Well, but if he doesn't do that, he'll do." I said, "No, mom, you don't get it. He's gonna fix it. Mm. He told me, not in my hands. He's taking care of it." That's awesome. And then he did. Yeah. <laughs> did you yell at your mom? That's awesome. Yeah. Like raising raising a twelve year old preteen girl. <laughs> I mean, our life on the outside seems general, normal, things normal to a child. But I think we're doing a good job, especially with Lily, and like along, just teaching her about our stuff and not hiding it from her. Mm -hmm. And then also teaching her that other people have stuff mm -hmm. because she somehow is becoming magnet to friends that don't have a lot. And she is like the best friend to them. And some of them get bullied away. I can see it. Like I know like their personalities and their, their stuff or they have issues because of their background. But knowing what we know, we kind of let her in on, hey, do you realize that this friend's twin sister is, you know, in a wheelchair and they can't do this and and so she might have some feelings about that, or this friend was adopted and she might have some feelings about that. And just letting her know. It's okay to be upset with those friends because of some of the things they do. It's okay to let set your boundaries, but we all have stuff and maybe think about that when they do something so that you can think about how to react and how to, what to say to them. Yeah. And a lot of these friends, she's got three or four really close good friends, and they read notes to her all the time about how good of a friend is. Thanks for telling you that because that made me see it different than what I was seeing it. And this is at 12 years old. That's awesome. I mean, and then there's a, like all these background on there. I'm like, doesn't matter. I mean, your friends are so close to you and would do anything for you. And then the other night, she quit chorus because she didn't like the teacher and she was doing sports. And I said, that's fine. But her one friend still in it and she goes, oh, she still wants me to, she wants me to come to her course and that would be important to her. And she had basketball practice until 645 and course is at 7. I'm like, well, we'll drop you off, but can you text her mom and see if they'll save a spot for you and if they'll bring you home? And so she texts the like, was what she's like, and I told her mom not to tell her because I'll be a surprise. And so she was there at the end, you know, for, and her friend was all happy that she came to watch her sing and everything. So that was important for her to sit through the boring singing that she didn't want to do anymore because her friend knew was going to be there. And that's at 12. So if we can fill that at 12, yes. and hopefully keep that going the whole way through, because I know how happy kids can be. I think Chuck and Ken will have this memory in the Army, um, especially in training. You know, we'd set out to go to a training site uh, and do a ruck march there with our pack and our gear and stuff. And they would never tell you how long it was or where you were going. Mm -hmm. And so we might be going to a training range that's only a mile away, but the training schedule prescribed maybe a 10 mile ruck march. Mm -hmm. So you just go, they take you all over the training ranges. And, you know, I would, I would get tired and just be like, man, I just want to sit down. Like, mm -hmm. You know, just got soldiers in front of me, soldiers behind me. All you see is like the gravel and you're just step, step, step. Mm -hmm. And just like, ah, oh, man, I just, want to, I just want to step out of here and take a break. But you can't. You don't want to, really. And, uh, but I, I would sometimes like, all right, well, we're going up this hill. Like, maybe once we get to the top of the hill, like, be at, we'll be at the range. Like, we'll yeah. be there. Or, like, I'll, I'll at least go to the top. And then I'll, then I'll consider again. <laughs> and so you get to the top, you're like, oh, we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, well, uh, down around that intersection. Mm -hmm. well, is that a half mile away? Okay. Well, 
we'll see. Maybe maybe when we get past there, we'll be at the site. <laughs> but so you give yourself kind of that false hope that knowing, like, hey, it will be over. If I can just make it this much further, be okay. Um, but in Titus uh, chapter 3, it says, So be justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Mm-hmm. And so if we know if we know Jesus and we understand his plan for us, we don't have to give ourselves the false hope that yeah. maybe if I just make it this far, maybe if I just make it through this winter or this year, mm-hmm. we know that things will be set right. We know that we'll be taken care of. Mm-hmm. We have eternal life with him mm-hmm. um, offered for us and already affirmed and mm-hmm. guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And so we know that, like, hey, I can keep going. And so Paul, when he wrote a lot of these letters, he could go through really terrible things because he knew, hey, the day's coming yeah. and I'm going to get to be with my Savior. Yeah, what a great gift. Yeah. That's oh, it's all. a funny thing they do to you. So, Fort Knox has three hills, agony, misery, and heartbreak. So what we do when we march up these hills, <coughs> down around, okay, and I know they did it to mess with us. They marched us our barracks. We thought we were going to stop. <laughs> okay. And then he took us around the other way and then went to the place where we were supposed to be. So they do this to the player. Sure. So that march was probably about maybe about 10 miles. So you, they marched us there. Oh, we're done. Nope, we're not done. Did you call them big meanies? No, they do it to play games with them. Sure. Just like they have a training schedule of when they're going to dump bunks and when they're going to throw boots. And I have a training schedule. My dad told me this before I went down <laughs> to the train. They have a training schedule. And I actually saw it when I ended up in the drill sergeant's office because I moved a little slow at saying that he's made way. So... I ended up in a drill sergeant's office doing push-ups, and I see the training schedule. I'm like, oh, I see what's going on here. So it's a se- you got to have some sort of a sense of humor, because you know it isn't going to last forever. Yeah. Even though if you're physically maybe not as fit in your late twenties as your early twenties, I think basic training is easier in your late twenties mm-hmm. because you're more mature and you mm-hmm. see like, oh man, I know what's happening. Yeah. Well, the thing is, that's a job to shake you out. Yeah. One of my favorite, I guess, try to make it in a theme, one of my favorite gifts was one of my buddies who was in a different basic training uh, platoon, but he was in our company. He was doing extra duty one time, and like the stairwell between the training areas that was only for drill sergeants to use, um, but they were cleaning it. And while they were there, one of the drill sergeants from another platoon came up walked up to the full-length mirror outside the training bay mm-hmm. so they could make sure that they were in perfect condition before they entered. And he saw this drill sergeant start psyching himself up, saying, get angry, get angry. <laughs> and realized, like, that's right, these are humans. Like, right. They go home and sleep in their bed. They have a family. Right. They don't actually run around screaming all day. <laughs> they, have to, they know like, that I'm supposed to be mad right now, so I've got to get mad so I can go ahead and play this part. That's awesome. <laughs> that just amused me. So I actually love the sense of humor of drill sergeants when I kind of understood, like, yeah, this is just part of the thing. And he kind of missed it now. We <laughs> <laughs> went through what's called the... Uh, Went through like the last training. It was a, uh, it was called uh, <laughs> Cavalry Scout Stakes, which was their final test. 
Oh, this calls for a celebration. Guess where they took us? They took us to a sawdust pit and had us do grass drills. No. Yeah, they did. One celebration. <laughs> Any other verses or anything before we wrap up? It's probably, yeah, getting close. Colossians talks about, yes. you know, don't do this, do this. But then it gets down to the part that says, you know, and then experience the peace of Christ. <clears throat> and as we mentioned, kids, and we had shared, you know, some prayer concerns for his kid, her yeah. kids, and now yeah. he's sharing some really positives for youngers and mm -hmm. empty nestings <clears throat> coming. And Cheryl and I almost always tell people every phase has some good things to look forward to in relationships. Yeah. But the peace of Christ for us comes in the fact that the Lord is always waiting there with open arms mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. So in other words, when Lisa prays, she doesn't have to pray, oh God, <clears throat> care about them and accept them and desire them. And we don't have to, to pray about our kids, you know, as if, as if they have to earn it from God. Mm -hmm. it, it gives us peace just knowing yeah. that when the Holy Spirit strikes and they respond, He's just waiting for them. Mm -hmm. And so we can just pray one side of that equation. Yeah. You know, and we don't even have to pray it in panic. Right. Because that part doesn't work anyhow. We mm -hmm. can have peace about the fact that he's waiting, mm -hmm. he's ready, and he wants. You know, Amen. You said that mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a sense of peace. Yeah. That's good. It is the generous gift that he gives us. It is a great gift. Yeah. Awesome. You know, when I've had problems in my life, um, you know, physical, cancer,
first thing to do is start thinking, uh, you know, why me? Yeah. Why did this happen? Why did that happen? Oh, it's my fault. Some things are beyond your control. So that's just just uh, just experiencing. You know, it's just going to take time for you to get through. I mean, you can think it's the worst thing at the time, but you know, once you get through it, you're going to realize, you know, it really wasn't that bad. All right. Before I let you guys go, Park's going to pray us out then at the end, if he, if he doesn't mind. <laughs> this is this is an uh, example of, of what God's generosity is not like. It's just not like a small bowl. Mm -hmm. God's generosity <laughs> is this size. <laughs> it's overflowing. It's, it's abundant. So, take, take, a, take one of these, help you get better, and every, what does it get better? <laughs> when you get, when you taste this, what you do? I want you to think about God's gifts, how good he is, think about each other, um, yeah, thank you guys for sharing this morning, I love it when you guys share. Father, uh, this is like communion, but different. Uh, it's not reminding us about the body and blood of Christ, but it's reminding us of what happens after our relationship begins. Uh, but I shouldn't even say that, Father, because your generosity began for everybody long ago when you created the opportunity for salvation and offer it to every person, whether they accept it or not. But today, certainly, as followers of Christ, we could each list many, 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 many instances where you were and are generous to us mm -hmm. from the very breath that we take today mm -hmm. to this relational time together, to the reminder about how you've worked in each other's lives, mm -hmm. to the reminder about the, the, uh, the beauty of youth mm -hmm. and uh, what our children can, mm -hmm. can do at their ages mm -hmm. right now to impact others. Let's go. And Father, so we, we think about all as a gift that you've given us this morning. And Father, we ask that you would help us. Uh, you know, we've mentioned that it's hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. And we have to say, over mm -hmm. the next hill, we have to say, mm -hmm. uh, Father, this is yours, it's not mine, mm -hmm. and therefore I'm going to relax in you. Yes. Father, give us that gift yes. this day. Give us the peace of Christ mm -hmm. as we realize that you're working behind the scenes, you're working in ways we don't know, even in the areas where we're concerned, mm -hmm. even in the areas that we will face this week that are challenging to us. Mm -hmm. uh, we know, Father, that your, your will for us is good, mm -hmm. and your will for us is that uh, rejuvenation of spirit. Yes, and then I'm reminded, Father, of the, uh, the, the, the comments of Steve at the end, and uh, the experience Cheryl and I had at the Church of the Open Door when there was this platform, this stage full of students, uh, adults, uh, in, right up to, you know, old people mm. with disabilities. And they were mm. sitting there, some of them in wheelchairs, some of them barely able to speak. But I remember the one girl singing, <clears throat> I can only imagine. Mm. And I think of that beauty. And Steve says that we will be rid of our bodies, we'll be rid of the heartache, we will not have to face mm -hmm. the difficulties uh, anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think of the, the deeper meaning of that is 
to somebody who has some limitations in, in different ways in life, mm -hmm. knowing that we all do. Yes, but Father, I ask that you'd help us to live in that spirit every day, uh, knowing the peace of you as we wait upon you for your generosity this day. Help us to see it. Yeah. Help us to see your generous hand for the balance of our day and this mm -hmm. week that you mm -hmm. we see each other again. Yes, and we just thank you for Bob and his time of sharing today and pray in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Thank you, Park. Thank you, guys. Yeah. See you next Christmas Eve. <laughs>